Welcome to Signs of Life, exploring survival of consciousness. Brought to you by Forever Family Foundation on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed. So I call your Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Medium Insights Hour, brought to you by the Forever Family Foundation and Signs of Life Radio. We gather here once a month to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on a variety of topics related to the study of consciousness, spirituality, and the afterlife. My name is Roman Karpishka. I am glad to be back. I missed last month because I just things just did not work out with family-wise and all that kind of stuff. So I am glad to be back. And I... uh, I want to thank uh, the, uh, those that covered for me. It was very nice of them to do so. So as your host, I have the honor to uh, of conversing with many gifted mediums. And today is no exception. We're going to welcome uh, Gina Simone to the show. She is a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation, who's felt the presence of spirit since the age of 11 and has been practicing mediumship for the last uh, 15 years. As is often the case, she at first dismissed her abilities due to fear and uh, her inability to process what was happening. However, after significant study and mentorship, she embraced her abilities and blossomed into the medium that she is today. In addition to connecting the spirit for messages, she also teaches her clients how to connect with their own loved ones. That is awesome, by the way. She is the author of Whispers of Love, Spirit's Messages from Heartbreak to Hope. Her website is www.ginasimonemedium.com. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we're continuing this awesome trend of not having any commercials on our shows. So sit back, put your feet up, curl up with a nice blanket, pet or loved one, have a drink on us, let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so. But before we introduce uh, Gina, just a couple of announcements. Uh, Again, uh, Bob Ginsberg's book is available, The Medium Explosion, A Guide to Navigating the World world of Those Who Claim to Communicate with the Dead. It's available on on Amazon. All the proceeds go to Forever Family Foundation. And I also want to mention, as you guys know, that, uh, you know, we had a big hurricane in Florida, Hurricane Ian, and it it actually destroyed Bob's home. on Sanibel Island. So if any of you are trying to reach him or, you know, expect quick responses from him and stuff like that, just, you know, he, he's probably pretty busy uh, right now trying to rebuild everything. Uh, but, you know, our, our hearts go out to him. It's, it's awful to have something like that happen. And uh, you, you probably know that that happened, but uh, uh, just, you know, just, you know, our, our prayer, hearts and prayers for, for Bob Ginsburg. He, he did not deserve that, but, you know, God felt otherwise, or the nature felt otherwise. I mean, it just, it's crazy what happened. Anyhow, um, our show today is conducted for research and informational purposes. Your questions are more than welcome, but keep in mind 
that Gina is not going to be performing any readings tonight. So uh, what we've been doing is we've been bringing up questions from our listeners that have they have emailed in. Thank you very much and keep it coming. Uh, and, you know, we, we pose those questions. And of course, if any of our listeners, if you have the urge and you have any questions for our esteemed guest, feel free to call one 888 627-6008. That's one 888 So having said all that, Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Thursday to everyone. Yeah, happy Thursday. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking tomorrow off. So for me, it's like a Friday. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So where, where do you live again? Where were you? I'm on Long Island. I'm based on Long Island. Have lived here for most of my life, and okay. uh, I'm actually out in Suffolk County on Long Island. Oh, very nice, very nice. And uh, well, I mean, enjoy. I mean, right now the weather's great, and uh, um, you know, it's. It, I personally love this time of year. This is just fantastic because it's just you know the leaves are changing. The, the nights are nice and cool for sleeping and you know, it's, it's, it's the humidity is going away, which I love. So, yeah, it happens. It happens to be my um, favorite time of year um, because it's just reminds me again that, you know, with seasons of change always comes a um, new opportunities, new experiences. And now we get to experience the fall foliage and um, you know, pumpkin pies and pumpkin picking. And it's just, it's just another reminder that life continues and that life is always changing. Yep. You know what? We're going to start with, uh, we, we have a call actually right away, right off the bat. We got Anne from Arizona on line one. So let's welcome her to the show. Anne, are you there? Yes. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, you got Hi, a question? Anne. Hello. So I actually, if you have time, have, Two questions, if you would allow. Absolutely, um, go ahead. My first question is in regard to, um, I lost my husband in February, and um, there, you know, there was no connection at first, which I understood, you know, through reading and learning a little bit that that's pretty normal when you're in deep grief. Um, and then there was like an explosion of activity. Um, and then there was, again, nothing that I can sense. And I've heard that after some time, there it gets quiet, but I thought it would be longer because, you know, we're only seven months out. Um, and then my, I guess my second question actually kind of goes into this, um, but I wanted to get your opinion on that first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's, let's take your first part um, of your question. So first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, Me too. I thank you. I can only imagine as with all of our losses that we want to feel our loved ones around us right away. Um, we miss them so much that we want to feel them 24 um, seven. Some souls actually can come through in the very beginning to kind of give notification through sensations or feelings or dreams, sort of like if you ever go on vacation and you call back home and you're like, okay, we arrived, we're here, we're okay. See you in a little while. 
a lot of souls will come through to give the validations that they're still with us. They're usually smiling, very happy in the very beginning. And then over time, as you said that you've read and that you've learned, the spirit gets a little bit more quiet. As you said, there was no connection in the very beginning. And then you got an explosion of activity. And then everything is now starting to quiet down. And I understand that it's only been seven months and you were kind of maybe hoping and, and expecting it to take maybe years for the um, soul to, to communicate less and less. But in actuality, we have to remember that our souls are returning back to where we originated from, whether you want to call it the universe, heaven, source, our souls are returning. And when we return back home, there's a lot of learning that the soul is going through. There's a lot of levels of consciousness on the other side that, that these souls, our, our loved ones, are now there learning and growing. And we feel, you know, as being humans, that they still belong to us. And we want to feel them and see them and um, always have them near us. But in actuality, they belong back to the, the source, to our, our humble beginnings. Um, and they're learning on the other side. Now, I will say to you, having lost my son uh, three and a half years ago, I was in the same place that you are, Anne, you know, wanting to um, connect with, with him all the time and dreams and wanting him to feel uh, me feel him and signs. And so I understand exactly what you're going through, but your loved one is trying to let you know that they're there. A lot of times what will happen is instead of coming directly to us, whether it's in a dream or whether it's in a feeling, a sensation, or a sign, you might find that your loved one is actually going through to other people where they may say, I don't know what your husband's first name is, but they may say, you know, I, I had a dream about John um, and, and he came to me last night. So in, in many ways, spirit may be trying to get through to us, but our grief, our wall of grief, that's what I call it, the wall of grief, may be so thick that uh, and we may be missing them even more so as time goes on, that it becomes even harder for spirit to kind of let us know that they're around. So you may find that your husband is actually trying to go through to other people that you know. So I don't know, has that happened at all, Anne? Um, not really. I, not too much, no. Okay. Um, sometimes so my just, son is uh, that he's just, just, know, sent So you said you're, he's gone to your son? Yes, my son, but it's not his. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, So we just, we have to be very patient and understanding that soul, our loved ones are learning and growing on the other side and that they can't always make themselves um, available. Now, what I will tell you, since you said that there was an explosion of activity in the beginning, that's awesome. And I'm sure that that made you super happy and connected and feeling like, okay, physically he's not here. I can't speak to him. I can't talk to him, but at least he's sending me signs or he's coming through in visions or he's giving me messages. And that makes us feel Mm -hmm. so connected. And then as soon as the soul starts to get a little bit more quiet, because they tend to be doing more work on the other side and learning, all of a sudden we start 
to, to feel, well, you know, did they remember me? Are they forgetting me? It's not that they're forgetting right. us. It's that remember they're learning on the other side. So just give him a little bit more time and you'll see that there will be waves, waves of time where there's a lot of activity and a lot of signs. And then there's going to be times where it's a little bit more quiet. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. And that's, that's encouraging. That is. Yeah. Um, because I and then you there said there something this morning. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said, you said that there was like a two part to the, to the question and you were going to share yeah. something this morning. Yeah. This morning, you know, I thought there was a little bit of a sign because I was kind of, you know, I, I do talk to him and um, there was kind of like a little knock you know, because I've asked them to answer me with knocks. And I haven't, haven't heard one in a long time, so I wasn't expecting it. Um, and I heard a loud one. And I thought, is that you? Um, you know, and I was kind of doubtful because I hadn't heard one in a couple of months. Um, so maybe that, it was. Maybe he was actually responding this morning. He, he actually was. And the other thing that I'll say to you is, and, and to anyone listening, is that our minds play terrible tricks on us where we don't mm-hmm. believe the things that we see or hear. We question it. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm not going to use the word frustrated because spirit does not feel those emotions on the other side, but they do get saddened because they are trying so hard to give messages in one format or another. And then we sit there and say, well, is this really, is this really you? Like, am am I just, did I just hear that of my own? Was that really you? And we start to question it and spirit is saying, okay, you've said for so long, you haven't heard from me. Now you're saying, okay, give me a knock. You finally heard a big knock and then a part of you is questioning, well, was that really from him? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost like the very thing that you're asking for, he's giving it to you. And then you're going, I don't know if that's really him. <laughs> so can you see how a little yeah. frustrated they might get? Yeah, that sounds like something I would do to him. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Mm. And we all do that. It's just, this yeah, we is- all have egos. That's the ego getting in the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's funny because that brings us right into the second part of my question. Um, so always I can remember, and, you know, you, I think you mentioned before how we kind of think, can think that we're kind of crazy or um, maybe that was me thinking that. Um, but I've had the ability to hear things um, in my mind, um, which you don't really want to tell people. Um, and there, and I have proof that it's happened because I've seen it, um, and it's very consistently accurate. So, but when it comes to my husband, I wonder, is that him or is it me wanting it to be him? So what is it that you hear or see? What was it that was consistent that you said? Messages. Messages that you're hearing in so, your mind. Yeah. So I will, okay. I can hear like something that's going to happen. I don't know how to explain that. Yes. I can I, hear and I'm something tell you, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to tell you what this is. We, we communicate via eyesight, hearing, tasting, speaking, touching. 
in the spirit world, they are the same languages using the same senses, and they're called clairs. So in your particular case of hearing, it's clairaudience. So you hear things in your brain, just like if I asked everyone listening, you know, hear a train whistle in your brain right now. You could probably hear it in your brain, even though you're not hearing it outside of your ears. So what happens is spirit Mm -hmm. uses those senses to communicate with us, whether we're seeing a sign Mm -hmm. outside, like on the floor, or we're hearing them calling our name and we're thinking, am I crazy? Or did I just hear him call my name? In your case, you are hearing him using, he's using the inside of your ear. He's using your clear audience, which is your ability to hear without actually physically hearing anything. So he's using your brain and your inner ear to speak to you. But because we can't see it, touch it, hear it outside of us, we immediately go to doubt. Nope, that can't be. Nope, I must be crazy. So spirit always wants to validate when you are hearing it in your ear, and I get it, you don't want to say to a lot of people that you may hear him speaking or you may hear him tell you things that are going to happen because you you don't want your loved ones to think that you're crazy. And I get that. And Ed, but- if I can if I can offer something real quick, um, you know, our brains are constantly thinking. We're always, you know, that, that that's us as humans. We're constantly thinking. So if a thought pops into your head that is has nothing to do with what we were just thinking about. It just randomly pops into your head. That is spirit communication, something communicating with you. Usually, you know, this is a way to discern whether is is it my own wishful thinking or is it, you know, uh, or or is it real or not? This might help you determine that because a lot of times you might be in a thought process. You might be remembering something and you're in that mode and then, you know, something consistent comes along. Well, that's probably from, you know, your own psyche or or from your own brain. But Uh if it's something completely different that just enters all of a sudden, there's a good chance that that is, you know, a spirit communication. Right. And as, and as Roman said, whether that's a thought or a sound or a feeling, and it's just coming out of nowhere, that's spirit using your ability to communicate with them to get a message across. Okay, that may, that will help me also to discern when it might just be me wanting it to be a thought from him that I'm making in my own mind. I know exactly. one one time just a few days ago he interrupted my thoughts. I never knew you could think two thoughts at once, um, so I knew that was him. Um, that was a really odd. That's feeling. wonderful. That's this- wonderful. So don't discount it. Yeah, that one I didn't. But sometimes it's very hard to know what's him. You know, I've never experienced that through any of this before because it was never so important to me. Right. You know, because I've had, like I said, I have experienced that most of my life. But on this situation, you know, I do want to know what he's thinking about certain things. And, you know, ask him these questions or, you know, just hear from him. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's. Just know he will always give you that guidance. Every time you need to know something or you want a little bit more information, he's always ready to give you that guidance, just as he would if he were here on Earth. Okay. Well, and thank you so much for your call. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you, Anne. Thank you very much. Thank you both of you for your help. You're so welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. So, hey, Gina, I, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your son. I, I, I did not know that. Um, I guess we share something in common because I lost a son as well. And uh, so we're, we're kind of both in the same boat with that, you know? How old was your son? Five. Five. Oh, just starting out in life. Oh, yeah. that's, so, that's so terrible. Ours, um, he was 27 when he passed from uh, complications of leukemia. And he's the one that actually spurred, started me to write the book, Whispers of Love, to help other people understand the process of dying, what the soul goes through, and um, what it's like to be on the other side, and now communicating back with your loved ones who are still on Earth. So he kind of spurred that for me to do that in, in his honor. Fantastic. We have another caller. Um, we have Suzanne from... A-L, I guess that's Alabama, either Alabama or Alaska would be my guess, uh, for online too. So, Suzanne, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thank you. I'm from Alabama. Alabama. All right. Uh, I got to learn my state acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not so sure what Alaska is. I heard you say that. I'm like, I'm not sure where their acronym is. But um, it's, the AK. Is it's, it's AK. It's AK. Okay. All right. All right. Wait, isn't well, that Arkansas? Um, I would. Oh, maybe it's Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, I'm, I'm not the only um, one. So, welcome to the show, Suzanne. You got a question? For, <laughs> you got a question um, for? I do. Um, okay, like both of you, I um I also lost a son, and um uh excuse me, <clears throat> he passed away this um past April, and um he was an adult. He's thirty two, but um but he was like my neighbor for the last two years, and um him and I were very close, and um it was a sudden death. We didn't get to say goodbye. Um, I was out of town. So, um, so we've all struggled with it. He has little siblings that, um, from 12 to, um, excuse me, from the age of 12 to 30. So, um, we're kind of across the board, but, um, but we all have dreams about him and, um, we still talk to him, like, you know, he's still with us and, um, we'll still put out food every once in a while. I mean, we'll have a drink, put him a drink out and, um, and, you know, I still feel his presence, and so do his siblings, but um, I, it occurred to me today, I just had this overwhelming sense of um, uh, sorrow, and I just felt like when I do see him again, will I ever see his face in physical form? I mean, will when we cross over, does he still have that same appearance, or is it energy? You know, and I was just wondering, did I you know, see his face as it was here on earth. Okay. So Suzanne, Suzanne, first of all, I'm, I'm, it's, that's a fantastic question. And, uh, you know, as, as parents of, of, uh, children who've crossed over, it's, it's one of the uh, most painful, um, experiences. And I will tell you though, that your loved ones on the other side are, we turn into pure energy. So what that means is our soul continues, but does not take on the life form that is here on earth. But when we cross over, 
telepathically and energetically, you will recognize his soul as him. So you won't be seeing him the way you, you saw him here on earth, but your souls are connected. You will be attracted to him and telepathically know that that's him. Now, when a soul comes through in a reading, what they do is they give a mirror version of what they looked like here on earth. And that is to validate um, with um, um, specifics of what they looked like, what they sounded like, maybe some characteristics and attributes that they had, all evidential information to validate that that is the spirit that the medium is connecting with. But the reality of what spirit looks like actually is on the other side is just a ball of energy. And then you too will become a ball of energy with all of your loved ones on the other side. And each one will be attracted to the other like, oh, this is my son's energy or this is my father's energy. You will be you will know it's him, but you just won't physically see him, his physical attributes. Gina, I've also read that. Because it is energy, it can take form in many forms. Yes. So um, maybe at first when the transitions are over, you know, you hear stories about people coming to to greet, you know, loved ones coming to greet you when when you transition over. Uh, It probably, you know, that energy will will make itself into like something that you can recognize, you know. Yes. physical form even though it's not really a physical form on the other side it's a higher vibration but from what i've read i mean everything in that in that realm everything is actually more real than in this realm correct it's so much more vibrant so everything so when you do see your son like it's going to be like seeing your son like magnified a billion times like you know, you, you'll know it's him and you're going to feel closer than you ever were Correct. on, on earth. So, yeah, okay. That's promising. Yeah. So don't, don't worry that, Suzanne, that you won't recognize him or that he'll look differently. He will present himself in a way that energetically you will see and feel and know that it's him. And oh. you, Okay. You won't be you won't be thinking, well, I don't necessarily see his face the way that I did here on earth. You will feel him, as Roman said, on a much higher level, an expanded level. There's no question you'll know that it's him. No question. And Suzanne, it sounds okay. like you and, and your family, it sounds like you and your family are doing a wonderful job of, you know, em- embracing his spirit. Um, with, you know, setting the drinks on the table and all of that kind of stuff. That is such a positive thing to do to get, you know, to get those communications. Definitely. We are so repetitive with these. I mean, we are like, I had a dream about Garrett last night. We're like, what? You know, so we're like, we're just like, we we search for him. And because um, we just feel so empty without him. But, um, and in my dream, I had a dream last Thursday. And this is what, why I thought, um, well, he looked the same or, you know, when, when I cross over, um, you know, will he be the same or have the same physical appearance? But it's because when I see him in my dreams, he is, in his physical form, you know, in yes. a dream. And, 
And this last one was, you know, me actually seeing him looking through the, uh, the window inside the house. And I was looking at him thinking, is that Garrett? Because I didn't know if it was his little brother. And I kept looking at him thinking, who is that? And I was like, is that Ben or Garrett? And I just went to the window and I was like outlining his features. And I was like, oh, no, that's, that's Garrett's, you know, acne scar right there. Or, you know, or, or that's Garrett's nose. And, and I was just so intimately close to his face. And I just thought, I miss his face so much. And I thought, will I ever see his face again? But, yeah. Um, but, and, what I, and, but what I will see sounds like it's so much bigger than just his face. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's so much more grand. It, it really is. And the other thing I want to bring through, too, is that spirit, there's no concept of time on the other side, whereas here on Earth, everything is chronological. On the other side, when spirit is showing themselves to you, like in a dream, he may actually come to you maybe as a seven-year-old or as a 15-year-old, or he may come to you as a 32-year-old. He's going to come to you in all the ways that you remember him, because to him on the other side, you are only one age, I am only one age. On the other side, they are all of the ages at one time. And I know that that's hard to understand because we come from a world where everything is chronological. But on the other side, they are young and old all at the same time. So you may see him coming through in a dream where you think, oh, is that his little brother? But meanwhile, it really is him, maybe at the age of 10 years old. So he's going to come to you at all different ages. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome, honey. Thanks for the call, Suzanne. Take care. You're welcome. All right, you too. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, that, that is quite interesting about what you were just saying about the concept of time and that they have uh, they have no time on the other on the other side. There is no, no and I even in readings, um, loved ones from the other side will will give me the sign of, you know, see you in a little while. Well, that doesn't mean that their loved one here on earth is gonna pass anytime soon. It's just they have no concept of time. So it's like when we arrive, our loved ones on the other side, that their feeling is, oh, wow, that was quick. Meanwhile, it could have been 40, 50 years. That's chronological right. here on Earth. They, don't, they have no concept of time. So to them, it's only a few minutes. Right, right. Just like, you know, for our, our life here on Earth is a blink of an eye. It really is when yes. you compare you know, the, the life of a soul. What, what, what is your take on that? Have you gotten any communications about, you know, when did the first soul start existing? And do, do you have, like, I mean, these are very profound. This is a very profound question. But, you know, if we're, we're talking about time, um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the, the species on Earth, us, us humans, we evolved from, you know, plankton or whatever you want to call it over, you know, millions of years and became human. So at what point did we have souls or were our souls you know, crossing into physical bodies of people from other, you know, in other planets or how does that work? It's, it's all, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. We've been, our, our energies have been here for millions of years and some of us could have come from other dimensions. We also have animals that have souls. Um, so where did they start off? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're right. That is a, 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 a very deep conversation to have. Um, but we do have, souls that are constantly being generated, constantly coming from other dimensions. 
Um, and our loved ones are always waiting for us on the other side because, again, a uh, 50, 60 years uh, of a person's soul, 70 years uh, on earth is such a blink of a time compared to the, the, the time of the universe since the universe first began. Who knows when that was? But, um, yeah, there, there's, there's I, I don't know if there's a specific, this is exactly when soul started appearing. I don't know what the answer to that is. Right. Yeah, it's a difficult. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of life's biggest mysteries. Yeah. We're. I think by design, we're we're never supposed to solve it. No. We're supposed to. I, I think we came here to to learn some hard lessons. Yeah. Kind of an accelerated growth path with the physical hardships and the ups and downs and this thing we call life that everybody yeah. goes through. We're very brave souls to embark on it. <laughs> yes. Very brave. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, uh, you know what we have? Um, we have another caller. We have a Nelson from Hawaii on line one. So Nelson, if you're there, hi, you hi, hi, welcome to the show. Uh, hi Nelson, thank you. I love. Hi, I enjoy watching your weekly shows, and I mean every those alternating shows and whatnot because I've been grieving. I just lost my father September seventh, and um. Sorry to hear I lost that, my dog on Mother's oh. Day last year. And here's the thing that's been happening. And you guys were talking about it. And that's why I called. Um, as a grieving person, I see my dog like my own son. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Some people probably would look down on me. I don't know. But um, last night, before I went to sleep, I put his doggy fur by the cordless phone and asked mm. him to beat that phone. Um, this morning at around 1, 12.53, he beeped it like a couple of times. And this phone does not beep for any other reason. So I know that was Beautiful. him. But the thing is, what is it? Yeah, so I know it was him, but I noticed that it occurs at certain times of the early morning, never during the day. It used to happen during the day, but now it's usually like 1 o'clock in the morning at 2 o'clock when I ask him to do so. But okay. are they like away from us during that other time you went to school. I know he's an animal, but I don't differentiate because I believe they're all souls are souls at one with God. Um, so is he like going to school or something? Or is that, that would explain why I don't get constantly beeping phone when I ask. It only okay. happens usually so, like in the wee morning. So Nelson, as I was, as I was telling Anne before, when she was talking about her husband, we assume since spirit, um, is not with us, that they belong to us and they don't. And uh, trust me, I've had plenty of readings with clients where I would bring through their mother, their father, their sister, there was no reaction. And then I would bring through the dog and the person would just start to bawl and cry because that dog meant everything to them. So I, I mm -hmm. understand the connection. Love is love, regardless of who it is that you love here on this earth. But we can't assume that our loved ones, whether it's in human form or an animal, that they have to constantly let us know, constantly, 24-7, that they're with us. Mm -hmm. So what you did mm -hmm. was you asked your dog for a sign to beep the, that phone, and the dog did that. And that's supposed to make you happy. But what ends up happening is we get very sad 
because we want that more. We want it all the time. And again, there's other dimensions. There's things that our loved ones and their souls are doing on the other side that we can't expect them to always be here with us 24-7, even though we want to. Okay. Yeah, that leads me to the other question because you brought that up about um, their, their learning. Is that like they're going to school? Because I've read from like Michael Newton and whatnot that they actually go to school there. What is your, I mean, what have you found regarding this learning process? Is it like a school or is it um, just a continuing melding with God? So it is the soul on the other side that is doing a life review, reviewing things that have happened to them, the ways that they've reacted, uh, the lessons that perhaps they needed to learn. And the soul is evolving Mm -hmm. on the other side. That's why souls come here on earth to learn through lessons. And hopefully we learn those lessons by the time we cross over. Those of us that don't, maybe we left this earth too too early and didn't have an opportunity to learn all the lessons that we could have, or we leave this earth not having learned the lessons, the soul is doing a review. And in that review is looking at all the ways that they behaved and the ways that they perhaps should have chosen differently. So it is kind of like a school, not where you're sitting down in a desk with a teacher, but it's a school in the sense of you're learning about your life and the different um, choices that you had and what you choose, what you chose correctly and what you chose that wasn't correct, that perhaps brought pain uh, to other individuals here. So yes, it is, it is like a school process. The soul is learning. Do, do like Thank dogs, I have one more question. Do dogs have that same process or is it different for them? Because I get all well, kinds of information. You have to understand what is, what is a dog? It's pure, unconditional love, right? That's mm-hmm. what dogs do. Mm-hmm. They give us pure, unconditional love. So what is it that they really need to learn? Not much, because they're probably the closest mm-hmm. thing that we have to God here on earth. And isn't dog mm-hmm. the word God spelled backwards? So yes. um, dogs are nothing but pure love. So more than not, oh, they are just okay. frolicking and they are enjoying themselves on the other side. And they had this great experience with you here on earth. And now they're having that beautiful experience in heaven. Okay, and that would explain why he's frequently with me. Because yes, they don't always. learn that much anymore. Always. Oh, always. okay. Okay, Nelson, thank you very okay. much for your call. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was interesting. Um, hey, I, I have another question, uh, one of the questions. And I'm going to start, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of calls. So let's get to some of our listeners' questions. Uh, Gina, how do you deal with skeptics? Has anybody come up to you, like, accusing you of saying, you know, you're taking advantage of people and so on, so on and so on? Yeah, you know, um, having had this gift since I was a child and then going into the normal corporate world and then realizing that I didn't belong in the corporate world, I was very mm-hmm. cautious about telling people what it is that I did. Uh, even my own family didn't understand it. So I don't have people who personally attack me, but I'm very cautious with telling people what it is that I do because I don't want to disrespect their beliefs. I, I want to honor wh- however they, they grew up or their religious beliefs. But 
there are a lot of skeptics. And when I do get someone who brings, like, let's say a wife brings her, her husband in and he's a skeptic, I just love, I let spirit do their work. I let spirit give the information and the validation. And what I love in the end is not so much that I've changed or that spirit has changed the person's mind, but perhaps they've opened up their mind to maybe there is something else beyond life here on earth. And that's when I see that little light bulb go off, that's where I think, huh, maybe this person is learning more about why they're actually here, that there's a bigger reason why we're here. Um, So for me, skeptics, I just leave it up to spirit. It's not for me to change their mind, but I love that spirit does it every single time. (laughs) That's nice to hear. So, hey, your book, Whispers of Love, um, you, you wrote that a while ago. Do you have any new publications on the way or anything? Not yet. Not yet. Um, like I said, I wasn't going to write the book. And then I kept getting mm-hmm. these dreams of my son coming to me and saying, you know, we, there's, there's a higher purpose to this. Let's bring healing to other people. Let's bring them understanding of what the process is. And, you know, he walked me through writing this book to help people understand what the process is and what happens and how, how spirit communicates with us. So not yet, no new publications, but hopefully soon. Okay. So another question was, do you ever get like um, famous people come through, like, you know, from like historical figures, Abraham Lincoln, for example? Okay, I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. When when I am connecting with spirit, it's for the sole purpose of Mm -hmm. bringing through evidential information or a message to a sitter, to a client. That's what my gift is. I can't speak about other mediums. So no, I'm not going to get Abraham Lincoln or, or JFK or anyone else because there's no need for me to bring through that spirit because there's no one that they are trying to connect to that's sitting in front of me. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But what about when you're alone? Do you ever get like communications from anything no. like that? No, and I'm going to tell you, and I'll also tell you why. My gift is like a faucet. It turns on when I'm sitting in front of a client or I'm on doing a Zoom call or a phone reading. And then mm-hmm. as soon as my that session is over, my own angels and guides shut the faucet off. So there's no connecting to spirit on the other side because for me, my gift is only to bring evidence and information to clients. It's not to sit there and talk to Abraham Lincoln. Right, right, right. Okay. No, that's interesting. I mean, I think different mediums uh, might have different approaches, yes. different experiences. Absolutely. Is- but for me, no. It's, there's Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If I were to speak to him, I then get that human part thinking, well, am I really talking to him? How can I validate it? Because I don't have a family member that's saying, oh, yes, he used to eat, um, you know, peanut shells or whatever it is that he did that was weird. I don't have anyone to validate that. So I immediately go to, well, am, am I really getting this information or is this just something that I'm making up in my head? So I even say that to myself. Very interesting. But when I'm sitting in front of someone and they show me some spirit shows me something, then I'll say, this is what they're showing me. The person is validating. Oh yeah. That's exactly how they used to hold their fork when they ate in a very weird way, like a shovel. Um, Then I, then it can be validated. So for me, my gift is just to validate the existence of life on the other side. Huh? Okay. 
Yeah, because I mean, I've I've had other mediums on the show that have told me that you know, you know, when they go take a shower, they have to say no mediums. You guys stop talking to me at this point because it's my private time, whatever you know, that kind of thing. And you know, they shut it off that way. But it's it goes beyond um, sitting in front of clients. It's kind of with them almost all the time unless they say stop. You know, so but hey, different strokes for different folks, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you speak about what happens? Here's another question from a, somebody wrote in. Can you speak about what happens when a sitter cannot follow through with the advice that spirit offers during the reading? When they're given advice and the person here is just like, I just, I can't do that. I can't do it. Yeah, you, I guess you could interpret it that way. I wish it was written differently, but that's, I'm just reading it verbatim. Okay. Can you? Yeah. So when, when, <laughs> when spirit crosses over, they become part of source, part of God. Okay. And, and our, our spirit and soul goes back to our originating source. They become very loving energies. The way that as parents, we would turn to our children and give them advice and even if our children don't want to follow through with the advice, we still love them and we encourage them and we support them and we say, we're here for you no matter what. Spirit does the same thing. They will give guidance and advice from the other side. But if the person here on earth is too afraid to follow through or is not able to make the changes that need to be made, they are viewed by their loved ones on the other side with nothing but pure love. There is no disappointment. There is no getting angry. Spirit comes from a place of, I know that you have to learn your lessons here on earth, just like I did. I'm here for you when you are ready to move forward and make the changes that need to be made. I will be here supporting you and guiding you. So it's always done from a place of love. So, okay. Uh, what about somebody like, you know, Hitler or Stalin or hopefully soon to be Putin. What happens when they cross over? Ooh, when they cross over, they have a tremendous amount of learning to do and uh, life review. And again, no one on the other side is going to judge them for that because they are going to be judging themselves. Imagine yourself playing a role here on earth, almost as if you're in a play and you're playing a particular actor. Afterwards, you can see yourself as that human that plays that role as an actor, but you are not that person. On the other side, you're not the individual that you were here on earth. You are just the perfect version of who you were supposed to be here on earth. So you are watching yourself play these disgusting, horrible roles affecting humanity. And the judgment comes from yourself of how could I have done that to masses of people? How could I have murdered and maimed and tortured? How could I have done that? And that is where the learning comes from when the soul is feeling the anguish of what they've done here on earth. Very interesting. I've I've read some books that you know every hurt that you've inflicted since you were a, a child, since you, you first had consciousness, you will relive the, the the pain and experience the pain yourself. 
Yes, you will. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a thousand percent correct. Every every single spirit that I read for shows me that. Every single one. Boy, am I in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Me too. I knew about this when I was little, but oh well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we're human. We we make mistakes. We always make mistakes, and we inadvertently, you know, can cause harm to others inadvertently, you know, or you know, maybe on purpose sometimes. Who knows? You know, everyone's different. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's there's some books of. you know, many books on the mediumship that say that, you know, there's different vibrational states and your vibrational state, the you know, the better person you were, the higher the vibration when you cross over and the higher yes. the you'll reach when you cross over. You know, it's okay. funny that you said that, Roman, because I always, when I'm in a reading, as the introduction indicated, I love to teach my clients how to connect with their loved ones because I certainly don't want people thinking that the only way that they can communicate with their loved ones is to go to a medium because we all have the ability to connect with signs, feelings, dreams, impressions. So I always explain to my clients that your loved ones, we all enter God, the universe, source, how heaven, whatever you want to call it, we all enter it Think of like a a thousand story apartment building. Those that have murdered and maimed enter at a very, very low level. Those who have lived in in love and, and prosperity and compassion like a Mother Teresa enters at a very high level, and then the rest of us are somewhere in the middle. And the the job of the soul is to review its life and learn from those lessons, every wrong that they've done to move to a higher vibration. That's the whole purpose of the soul. So when these people were calling in and saying, but I want my loved one to give me a sign. I want them to show me that they're always there with me. Mm-hmm. Your loved ones are busy on the other side, reviewing their life, trying to get their vibration higher and higher. There's a job for them to do. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, many of the books that I've read talk about seven different levels but I, I like the way that you put it that it's like a you know it's it's i don't I, I kind of agree with you that it's more you know it's more like a thousand levels or maybe yes. a million levels, who knows you know very interesting so um when you when you give your readings do you how do you prepare yourself well um Number one, meditation is huge because we, uh, mm-hmm. as a medium, I need to ground myself. I also need to uh, surround myself in white light because I only want to deal with souls who are of the light of God. I don't want any dark energies or entities coming in to talk. Um, so I protect myself. I ground myself. And um, I ask that the information for the highest good of everyone concerned comes through. Uh, I ask spirit to come through to validate themselves, to make sure that we know exactly who we're speaking about and speaking to. I ask them for validations about their life, memories from when they were here. And I just, I put myself in an open, almost like a channel. I, I make myself the pipe, the clear pipe, so that spirit can download their information to me so that I can then share it with the sitter. Fantastic. So before, I mean, our, our time is almost run out. Um, let's just uh, uh, 
give yourself some plugs at this point. Um, how how do you like? How far are you booked out? And um, how what is the best way to get a hold of you? That kind yes, of stuff. So my website, um, as you said, is www.genasimonemedium, all one yep. word, dot com, and I am booking out uh, two years in advance. Um, What's interesting is, and, and I'll just give a little a little uh, snippet to uh, Forever Family Foundation, but I always say for those people who have gone to uh, retreats um, that they've seen me there, whether in California or Connecticut, um, we I always try to get them in a little bit sooner um, because they have given to this amazing organization that I am so proud to be a part of. So even though it's a two year wait, it's like, if you contact my office, um, you know, and you let us know which retreat you were at, we try to squeeze you in a little bit sooner. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. We, uh, well, anyway, Gina, I, I, I appreciate talking to you and I, we, we all appreciate your insight. This is awesome. I think we cover a lot of topics and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were, you're here to, you know, to, to share this t- time with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed um, speaking to the callers that called in with their questions. And um, we are all going through the same process of loss. And we are all heartbroken. But in the heartbreak comes the realization that through the signs, the symbols, the dreams, spirit has not left us. They're just showing themselves to us in a different format. That amen, sister. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can say to that. It's great. It's great. So everybody, thank you for tuning in. And as Bob Ginsburg and the late Frank Ginsburg love to remind us, our loved ones are only a heartbeat away and one day science is going to prove it. So again, thank you, Gina, uh, Gina, and good night, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.